This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. وَقُلْ رَبِّ أَدْخِلْنِي مُدْخَلَ صِدْقٍ وَأَخْرِجْنِي مُخْرَجَ صِدْقٍ وَاجْعَلْ لِي مِنْ لَدُنْكَ سُلْطَانًا نَصِيرًا رَبِّ اشْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِّرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَاحْلُلْ عُقْدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ Inshallah from today onwards I will be trying to cover prayers specifically taught to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as I mentioned before uh, previously in the Quran, the du'as, that select du'as that I've mentioned to you are prayers that the prophets made at different occasions and Allah provided us a context and in those contexts those amazing words were said to Allah that we learn from and I've shared a number of those things with you. But from now on we're going to see unique, the unique place of our messenger wasallam. Of course throughout the seerah of the Prophet wasallam, he made many prayers on many different occasions but uh, uh, the vast majority of them are not recorded in the Quran actually. We find them in the sunnah tradition. What is found in the Qur'an is the prayers Allah told the Prophet to make. So Allah would tell His Messenger, قُلْ Say this, or make this istighfar, or do this dhikr. So He would instruct him on what to say. So the, the prayers of our Prophet ﷺ in the Qur'an are of, of a unique position. Uh, there are very few parallels to that in the Qur'an itself. So the first of them is this very famous prayer from Surah Al-Isra. This is Surah number 70, and it comes from Ayah 80 of Surah, or 17 rather, and Ayah number 80 of this surah. To give you a little bit of context, uh, this is when the Prophet had gone on the ascension journey and come back and he was being ridiculed. Are you claiming that you actually went up the seven heavens and came back down? And people were skeptical of it or making fun of him because of it. And also at a time when not only were the ridic- was the ridicule against the Prophet becoming very extreme, there were also attempts to kill him and to expel him from the, the land and get rid of this problem of Islam from Mecca. So things in Mecca are very heavily escalated, which is why in the 76th ayah, just a few ayat before this, وَإِن كَادُوا مِنَ الْأَرْضِ لِيُخْرِجُوكَ مِنْهَا It's almost as though they want to you know, shoo you away, intimidate you, and get you out of the land. So they can expel you and keep you out of Mecca. لِيُخْرِجُوكَ مِنْهَا وَإِذَنْ And if they did do that, لَا يَلْبَثُونَ خِلَافَكَ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا They're not going to stay safe for much longer themselves. If they expel the messenger, then they're going to pay the price not much later. This is Allah's threat to them if they expel Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But in any case, we all know that things got so bad for our messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam that there was an attempt to make uh, to attempt to kill him, and it's right in time for that attempt to be spoiled that Allah made a way for the Prophet sallallahu to to leave Makkah and make his way to Medina. We also know that this isn't the first time he left. As a matter of fact, the first time he tried to find safe haven elsewhere was Taif, and that expedition didn't go well. And so Medina is actually the second attempt to leave Mecca and find another base from which safely Islam can spread and the message can continue. In that context, Allah Azza wa Jalla told His Messenger وسلم, a couple of things. First, He told them to continue committed to, to remain committed to prayer. So He tells His Messenger to commit to the prayer, especially the Quran recited at Fajr time that it's going to stand as a witness. This is important because the coming of Islam is itself a fajr. It's itself a coming of a morning 
from an era of darkness. So Allah compares the coming of the Qur'an to Fajr itself. And just like the Qur'an came in Mecca, and it was a new morning, it's as though the Prophet ﷺ is being told, he's going to go to Medina and a new Fajr is about to start. A new morning is about to rise. And you'll also notice there's a very distinct difference between the Qur'an revealed to the Prophet ﷺ in Mecca and the Qur'an revealed to him in Medina. In any case, then he says, وَمِنَ اللَّيْلِ فَتَهَجَّدْ بِهِ نَافِلَةً لَكَ And in the night time, make tahajjud prayer. Make qiyamul layl. It's interesting, one of the first revelations given to the Prophet ﷺ was tahajjud. And so to Muzammil, he was told that you stand in the middle of the night, قُمِ اللَّيْلَ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا نِصْفَهُ وَمِنْ قُسْمِنْهُ قَلِيلًا أَوْ زِدْ عَلَيْهِ وَرَتِلِ الْقُرْآنَ تَرْتِيلًا That's in Surah Al-Muzammil, early, early, early revelation, one of the first. And now at the end of the Meccan era, as he's about to start a mission all over again, because the mission in Medina is very different from the mission in Mecca. The task is very different. So it's as though to prepare for that mission again, go back to Qiyam layl go back to Tahajjud. So he's being prepared. Then the dua. And this is the dua for this evening. He says, Allah tells him to say, وَقُلْ رَبِّ أَدْخِلْنِي مُدْخَلَ صِدْقٍ وَأَخْرِجْنِي مُخْرَجَ صِدْقٍ وَجْعَلْنِي مِنْ لَدُنْكَ سُلْطَانًا نَصِيرًا oh, uh, Call on Allah, my, my Master, enter me, make me enter rather. أَدْخِلْنِي make me enter. مُدْخَلَ صِدْقٍ A place that I should enter filled with truth. Uh, an entrance of truth. That's a strange phrase, but that's how I'll tra- start off translating it. Allow me to enter an entrance of truth. And expel me, take me out. وَأَخْرِجْنِي مُخْرَجَ صِدْقٍ Extract me, expel me, an exit of truth. Now what in the world do those two things mean? It actually, interesting, what's around the corner? He's about to be expelled from Makkah. He's about to be expelled from Makkah. And he's about to go into Medina. What happens first? Step one, expelled. Step two, entered. But the ayah, notice the ayah. رَبِّ أَدْخِلْنِي مُدْخَلَ صِدْقٍ وَأَخْرِجْنِي مُخْرَجَ صِدْقٍ Enter me into a place of truth. Get me out in truth. In other words, Allah mentions entrance before He mentions exit. What Allah is telling us, strangely enough, because that's not how it works. First you exit, then you find a new entrance. You understand? That's the circumstance. But Allah Azza wa Jalla is teaching us something. Every time you look at something bad, like you're being expelled, don't think of it as that you've, you're been, you've been expelled or kicked out or taken away. You've been entered into a new dimension. You've been entered into a new blessing. Think of the entrance more than you think of the exit. Think of Musa alayhi salam exiting Egypt, but actually entering into a blessing. Entering into a safe haven. So it's actually the positive that you should focus on, not the negative. Instead of lamenting over, these are my own people who have expelled me and taken me out, be focused on the fact that Allah has given you a new home in Medina. So it's the positive attitude that's highlighted here. But let's understand this phrase, entering or, or this, this entry of truth and this exit of truth. What does that mean? And actually, in a simple way I can explain to you, is, Ya Allah, if you're ever going to put me in a situation, make sure, I want to make sure that I'm entered, I go into that situation committed to the truth. It's because I was truthful, honest, and sincere. Is that's the reason I actually entered into the situation, and surround me in a, in a give me an environment in which it allows me to remain committed to the truth no matter what. And if things get really bad for me, and people don't want have don't want to have anything to do with me, and they want to kick me out or expel me from something, Ya Allah, whether I enter or I exit, one thing for sure, Ya Allah, never let me leave my commitment to the truth. So if I'm going to leave Mecca, it's because I held on to the truth. 
If I'm going to give, be given entrance into Medina, it's because I'm holding on to the truth. And if one day even Medina doesn't work out, let it be, that's fine, so long as I'm still committed to the truth. My commitment to the truth is everything. And by this dua so far, this portion of the dua, what we're learning is, we are going to be, fall into situations, and we're going to come out of situations in life. There's going to be financial situations, family situations, friendship situations, social situations. You'll be entered into a group, you'll be taken out of a group. You'll be given a job, you'll be kicked out of a job. You'll be in a marriage, you'll come out of a marriage. You know, a kid, you know, you're being welcomed into the family, you're being pushed out of the family. All kinds of things happen in life. And in any of them, you and I, what we're begging Allah for is no matter what, what of that happens, Ya Allah, I'm begging you one thing, don't let my commitment to the truth waver. So long as I was true, then it doesn't matter if I was let in or kicked out. So long as that's there, I'm fine. What were the ayat before? Remain committed to the Qur'an. Pray, recite Qur'an in the middle of the night. The Qur'an of Fajr. Why Qur'an, Qur'an, Qur'an? Because Qur'an is what at the end of the day? It's the truth. If I'm reciting this truth, then it should have an effect on me that the most important thing to me is my commitment to the truth. But that's not easy to do, is it? Sometimes holding on to the truth can get you in a lot of trouble. And people around you say, hey, don't say the truth, come on. Just don't talk to uncle right now, he's going to get really upset. So just keep it to yourself. No, I got to tell him the truth. No, 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 don't tell him the truth, he can't handle it. Just keep it to yourself. If you know what's good for you, you won't say anything. How many circumstances are there in life where we don't speak the truth, because if we do, we're going to get in trouble. It's going to be bad for us. And so what does Allah say? He says, Allah tells him to beg him, وَجْعَلِّي مِنْ لَدُنْكَ سُلْطَانًا نَصِيرًا Furnish for me, provide for me, something that comes especially from you that I don't have. What don't I have? An authority, a power, a strength. Sultan. A sultan, not just a power and a strength, a sultan that aids me, that gives me help against opposing forces so that I can remain committed to the truth. In other words, holding on to the truth can be very, very difficult. And sometimes the only way you can do it is if Allah divinely intervenes and empowers you with strength you did not possess, I did not possess. It had to come from some special treasure vaults of Allah's. Otherwise, you would never have had access to it. And that's captured in the words, ladunka. مِن لَدُنْكَ سُلْطَانَ النَّصِيرَ I ask for you, furnish for me, especially from your behalf. Something that comes only and only from you. And can't come from anywhere else. A strength, a power and authority that aids me against this challenge. وَجْعَلِّي مِن لَدُنْكَ سُلْطَانَ النَّصِيرَ And if you could do that, he's asking Allah Azza wa Jal for that. And what happens? Allah Azza wa Jal gives him sultan. Allah Azza wa Jal gives him Medina. Allah Azza wa Jal gives him victory through even the aid of angels in Badr. And then again in Uhud. And then again in Ahzab. Unseen armies descended to aid the Prophet ﷺ because of this prayer. This is his Sultan al-Nasira. So this is actually the lesson we're learning. There are challenges in life we don't have the strength to face. That strength can only come from Allah. And Allah opened that door for all of us that that can descend on us. A strength can de- descend on us. A, a, a commitment to, our, to the right, right decision making. A commitment to the truth that we could not have had otherwise can only come from Allah Azza wa Jalla. And lo- notice the next ayah, which even though it's not part of this dua, but I want you to see how a lesson is taught in Quran. وَقُلْ جَاءَ الْحَقِّ وَزَهَقَ الْبَاطِلِ إِنَّ الْبَاطِلَ كَانَ زَهُقَ Tell them the truth has arrived. Say, declare, the truth has arrived and falsehood has dissipated. It has withered away. Because falsehood was always meant to disappear. No matter how strong it is. Like, 
he's being overpowered to the point where he has to save his life and escape to Medina. And he's being told, Batil is powerless. Why is it powerless? Because I'm still committed to the truth. That's what makes Batil power, falsehood powerless. May Allah Azza wa Jal make us people that commit ourselves to the truth. And may Allah Azza wa Jal empower us with the aid that we don't possess. That can only come from Allah to remain committed. So no matter what circumstance we enter into in life, and whatever situation we're being taken out of in life, one thing doesn't change, our commitment to the truth. Barakallahu li wa lakum, Allahumma ja'alna min as-sadiqeen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.